You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome on in on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. Originally planned to talk about something different, but then a report emerged last night from Brett McMurphy from the Stadium Network, one of the college football insiders that I love following, talking about BYU and their new TV contract with ESPN. So we'll talk about that today. You also hear from BYU big man Yoli Childs about his return to play for the Cougars tomorrow night as they face off against the University of Utah in their annual rivalry game. You'll hear his media availability from yesterday. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports, including former Cougars in the pro. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as DoorDash. We'll tell you about both of those companies as today's show rolls on as well. With that out of the way, the rundown out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for December 3rd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars, the Locked On Cougars podcast. We're here for you each and every day as we catch you up on the latest and greatest in BYU news with the news, opinion, insider information, and everything else you need to know to be the smartest BYU fan in the room. Thanks again for joining us. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Google Play, anywhere you can catch a podcast, you can catch this podcast. So please subscribe, rate, and review. It really does help get the word out about this show. Let's start off today on a television front with BYU football. Brett McMurphy. One of the top college football insiders in the country yesterday broke the news of BYU's new TV contract. I'll read the tweet in its entirety here. Quote, BYU and ESPN have agreed on a seven-year deal through 2026 season for the network to televise BYU's home games, BYU's home football games, excuse me, sources told at stadium. The deal will guarantee the Cougars a contracted bowl game each year when bowl eligible. So that means that BYU is signed up with ESPN for another seven years through the 2026 season. If they were to finish out that contract, that would take them through the end of what is expected to be the next round of conference realignment because bulk, uh, not bulk contracts, TV contracts for most of the major conferences are set to come up in the next middle of the next decade. I believe in 2023 is when it kicks off and it will roll through 2026. So BYU has a deal here with ESPN through all of that. We don't know if any of those years on this expected to be seven-year deal have option years. I know that Mark Ziegler from the San Diego Union-Tribune apparently got to speak with Tom Homo, which is something in the local media here in Utah. We have a hard time ever getting a hold of Tom outside of his annual media summit, so I'm impressed that Ziegler got comments from Homo, but the comment that Homo made to him was that BYU would have an out in their contract, and they have had an out in their contract that allowed them to pursue membership in a power or five conference if such an invite ever came. I would expect that that is the case for BYU. In speaking with some people and having talked with people kind of in the lead up to yesterday when this announcement or when this report, excuse me, came out from Brett McMurphy, was that the biggest holdup for BYU was the bowl agreement with ESPN. Tom Homo spoke uh, during BYU Football Media Day in a pre recorded segment with Dave McCann. It was played as part of BYU's annual Football Media Day in June. We'll play a clip of that here. He talks a lot about the relationship 
relationship with ESPN and then how the deal with ESPN is how he terms it is bifurcated. So here you go. Here is Tom Homo speaking with Dave McCann earlier this year in June during Football Media Day. It was a pre-recorded segment, so don't know exactly when it was recorded. I would assume in the weeks leading up to BYU Football Media Day. But here was the status of the negotiations in June. We're in a good spot. We're at the tail end, and there's been some good negotiations. We've been with ESPN for a long time. They've done a lot of our games. They've helped us out in so many ways, and we look forward to continuing in the future. It's interesting that this uh, ESPN contract is kind of bifurcated. You have the broadcast rights for our home games at BYU, and then you have the bowl series. Right. And those that bowl season is a little bit more nuanced than it used to be. So that's one of the reasons why it's taken a little more time to get to the end. The, the TV games is, is set. It's the bowl situation, which is taking a little longer, right? Yeah, so I mean, people have to realize that ESPN does a lot more bowl games than taking care of BYU. Yeah. So they, they're really the, the leader in all the bowls. They own bowls. Uh, they broadcast bowls. They do most of the bowls in college football. And so they're not just looking to take care of BYU, but they have a lot of conferences and bowl associations in which they're involved with. And they're going to do the best job for all their uh, the people in the ESPN family. As an independent, you've got to have a major TV partner to make it uh, viable uh, and to operate in the black. This new contract, about the same as the other one, three, four, five years? Yeah, it'll be good. It'll, it'll give us time to know that we have comfort in going forward to make plans uh, economically and uh, PR-wise, marketing-wise, which will be great to continue to have them. Uh, but it also will give us an opportunity to to be able to look into the future football-wise and what we can do with scheduling. There you go, Dave McCann and Tom Homo. You heard him say, yeah, it was a bifurcated agreement. And as I tweeted out yesterday, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. I, I've been talking with some people about this bowl contract and the TV details in terms of home game contracts, etc. for ESPN with BYU have actually been settled for some time now. I've been told it's been months since it's it's been settled down. Uh, BYU's had that agreement in place. The biggest deal was getting the bowl agreement in place, and it sounds like that is in place now. As Brett McMurphy reports, that the deal will guarantee the Cougars a contracted bowl game each year when bowl eligible. Now you're probably wondering what does contracted bowl game mean? Well, ESPN, as you heard Tom Homo also mention, owns the vast majority of the bowl games and broadcasts the vast majority of the bowl games that are on during bowl season. 78 teams are uh, eligible to make bowl games this year in 2019. That number is going to go up over the next couple of years as new bowl games come on board, I believe in Boston as well as Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I expect that ESPN will be a big major partner in all of those. So that's going to help BYU in terms of of having a partner who's going to place them in games. It's not going to, I don't think that the days of BYU fans knowing that, hey, they're going to go to Hawaii like we've known all season long this year if BYU were bowl eligible are done. You're going to see it more similar to last year in 2017 when BYU was essentially a bowl free agent and was slotted into the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I don't expect that BYU will want to play in that low level of a bowl game every year. I think they're hoping that some of these bigger bowl games, uh, for these major conferences like the Big Ten, Pac-12, 
SEC and whatnot. They can't fill some of their bowl games. Maybe BYU gets an opportunity to travel to new parts of the country, go to new bowl games they never, they've never played in before, and fill in those bowl slots. I think it's a fantastic deal all the way around for BYU football. Having ESPN on board has been awesome for the Cougars. In talking with somebody who is very much in the know with regards to how uh, these negotiations have gone on for BYU, a hashtag source, he said that ESPN has been very pleased with the television ratings BYU has put out. And if you just look at the metrics, they've absolutely been that way. They've been a top 25, top 30 uh, television in terms of a draw, a top 25 or 30 team in the nation. And it's been a fantastic deal for both parties. ESPN has taken care of BYU in many regards, helping them schedule games, putting their games in prime time when they've warranted it. We're looking at games like this year when we had USC in a mid-afternoon game on ABC, etc. BYU is good for ESPN, and ESPN is good for BYU. And in speaking with my source yesterday, and I've talked with other sources about this, BYU will be taken care of financially in this upcoming deal. It is for shorter years. BYU's original deal with ESPN when they went independent was for eight years with an option year for a ninth year, which 2019 was that option year. Going forward, we don't know how many more of these years in this upcoming deal will be option years. Uh, BYU had no comment officially on it. They said they would announce it when the deal is done. I would think that Brett McMurphy would have an idea because he's got connections that I can only dream of having in the college football universe, but I think that BYU set themselves up regardless of whatever plays out coming up in conference realignment if it does come to have a big uh, a big round of realignment. I'm not so sure that it's going to be as big as it was in the late 2000s and early 2010s, but you never know. Uh, TV contracts are a fickle thing, and programs obviously have their own interests at heart, and we'll see what ultimately plays out in those negotiations with the television contracts if TV partners ultimately spur a new round of realignment. But BYU, I think, is positioning themselves to be a strong player in that. And if they do end up sticking it out as an independent long term, well, you've got a great television partner in ESPN who I can assure you guys loves being with BYU and putting BYU in good spots when possible. So I think all the way around, this is a good deal for BYU. Of course, when they, if and when they come out with this official announcement about the new deal, I would suspect that may be coming out around bowl time. I think that it'll be a celebrated deal for the Cougars, and I think it's a fantastic situation all the way around, just looking at it on a surface level. Of course, we'll bring you any of the new information as it comes out regarding BYU and their upcoming uh, schedules, etc., and the TV deals when it comes to ESPN. But my overall thought is, on its head, this is a fantastic setup for the Cougars, taking them into the middle of the next decade or I guess like the beginning of the latter part of the next decade and they have their TV deals in place. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU basketball here in just a moment. The Cougars getting ready to face off against the University of Utah tomorrow night at the Huntsman Center. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think this has got a lot of juice to it this year. Two young teams, well, I guess one young team and one veteran team, University of Utah being younger than BYU and a veteran squad in BYU looking to continue their dominance over the Utes that they've established in recent years. And I think tomorrow's game is going to be a lot of fun. You'll hear from Yoli Childs, who will be eligible and available to play for the Cougars Wednesday night. You hear about his excitement level after he spoke with the media yesterday here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys to 
or treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners, Locked On Cougars listeners, can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this offer and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. All right, guys, I was down at BYU Basketball Media Availability yesterday speaking with Mark Pope and Yoli Childs, among others. And let's put it this way. I think BYU is very excited to have Yoli Childs back in the lineup as they get ready to face off against the University of Utah tomorrow. He's obviously been chomping at the bit. He's had to sit out nine games of his senior season after electing to come back to school after originally declaring for the NBA draft. And I still think that the NCAA was heavy-handed with how they handled the response. Spare me your takes about BYU being on probation from the other basketball situations with Nick Emery, etc. NCAA, in my mind, should have celebrated the fact that a guy like Yuli Childs, a bonafide star, wanted to come back to school rather than saying, peace out, I'm leaving. Alas, the NCAA, they decided to be heavy-handed about it, but you're never going to hear Yoli Childs speak an ill word of of his situation. He's a guy who's very much an optimist, a positive guy at heart, and he always is looking forward. He never looks back, and we spoke with him yesterday during media availability, and he had some great comments about his excitement level for returning to the court and also facing off against the University of Utah in his first game back. What are you looking to accomplish on Wednesday? Uh, just to get a win, you know, nothing else matters. Uh, I know that I'm just going to go out and play as hard as I can. I know this team's going to play as hard as we can, and all that matters is getting the win. Fans haven't seen you for a while, so is there going to be any layer or anything different that they can expect to see from you on Wednesday? Uh, I think just my motor. I'm going to go out and just play as hard as I can, crash the glass, run the floor, um, just try to do all the little things to help this team win because the guys are on a roll right now. Everyone's playing great. I'm just going to try to go out a little bit for that. What does it mean for your first game back to be against uh, a team like Utah? It's exciting. Uh, that, that would have been a really tough one to sit out of. So I'm just really grateful for the opportunity. I'm really excited to go out and play with this group of guys and uh, just finally be back out there on the court. What did practice feel like today for you, considering this is this is for real now? Great, weird, a little bit different, but really good. Super fun to play with these guys again. and. Uh, it's just crazy how easy some of these guys make the game. Just being being out there with T's again, that connection we've had over four years, and you know just the way that some of our guys can shoot the ball. It's, it's been really fun, and today was great. What's your emotions kind of been like sitting out these nine games? Um, there's now, been a lot through it. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of up and downs. Um, I've been trying to stay positive throughout it all. It's a lot easier when we win. Uh, the, the games that we've dropped are, are pretty tough to, to be sitting out of, but it's been really good to support my guys and to see some of these guys flourish, to see Colby excel, to see these guys learn how to win with me off the floor. I think it's in the long term going to help our team a lot, so I tried to focus on that. What is the key to the mental strength during that kind of tough period? I'm just working on controlling what I can control and uh, try to help other people, trying to stop focusing on myself. Uh, I feel like it's easy to have some self-pity and and to, to get down when you're worried about yourself all the time. But if you can go out and try to help other people, then you kind of forget about yourself a little bit. Coach Pope said that, that he feels like you learned a lot more about basketball by watching. What, what did you learn specifically? For sure. Um, I learned a lot about the, the flow of the game and the pace of the game that we need to play with. A lot of times when you're on the court, the coaches are telling you, we need to do this, we need to move the ball. You don't really understand what they're talking about in the flow of the game. But watching from the sideline, it's pretty easy to see uh, when when we look good and when we don't, and then also from the emotional aspect to to see how um, 
positive energy from our, our leading guys can keep our team up. And uh, just seeing that from an outside view, I think it's going to help me and help this team a lot. Do you have aspirations to coach at any point? I have no idea. Okay. I have no, I'll probably play till I'm 80, you know. Ball will never stop bouncing for me, so okay. we'll see. What excites you the most about playing in, in this new system under Pope? Just these guys, you know. It's It's been tough to to watch some of these games and, and know I can't go out there and help these guys. And uh, I just care about all these guys so much, and I want to see them succeed, and I want to see them flourish. So I'm just really excited to go out there and make plays for them. What have you seen as maybe some of the differences this year compared to maybe some previous seasons? Um, I think one thing that we're doing is our emphasis on the defensive end is is really there. I think uh, that's kind of where we're hanging our hat right now. And then just we're moving the ball really well. We have a lot of different scoring options. We've had different leading scorers constantly. And uh, I just think our depth is huge. How has the uh, like analytical approach, the shot tracker, how has that improved your game and, and your skill set? It's helped a lot, um, especially uh, with the shot tracker. It helps a lot being able to see that uh, that physical growth. Uh, instead of being like, I think I'm becoming a better shooter, you can look at the numbers and say, okay, I'm getting 1% better every week, or I'm getting half percent better every week. So it's, it's cool to see that. And then from the analytics, we talk a lot about points per possession, and it's helped us a lot with our efficiency. And uh, it's helped me as a player not settle so much and uh, really understand where to pick my spots. Do you feel pressure to outdo that dunk from last season? <laughs> no, no. There's no, there's, there's no pressure at all. You know, uh, if I go out and have the game of my life, great. I go out and I stink it up, great. I'm, I, I still think I'm a good basketball player. I still think we're a great team. All, all I'm worried about is going out and getting the win. Do you ever think about that play, though, in particular? Uh, just in the warm-ups when they play it every time and <laughs> the guys start giving me crap. But other than that, not really, you know. Anything else? What are you expecting the atmosphere to be like? I, I don't know. If, I don't think you've played in the Huntsman Center to, to this point yet. Yeah, no, I, I haven't played the Utes up there, but I'm expecting it to be crazy. I'm expecting a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, that's that's what college basketball is about, a rivalry game on the road. It doesn't get better than that. There you go, Yoli Childs, BYU star forward. And if I uh, could dream of a scenario for an ideal game to return from a long-term suspension by the NCAA, yeah, it'd probably be against your chief rival. And if the type of performance you'd like to see, I think you'd like to see him go out and put up 25, 30 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 or 5 assists. I think that'd be the ideal scenario. We'll see how the University of Utah decides to defend Yoli tomorrow night. Uh, they don't have a ton of film on him this year, but they have plenty of film over the previous few seasons where he starred for for BYU, so I would expect that Larry Kraskoviak and his staff will have a, a good plan in place as they get ready to face off against the Cougars. Mark Pope also yesterday talked about facing off against the University of Utah, and I think I think he has the right perspective on this rivalry game. Here you go. Oh, come on, it's it's uh, these rivalry games are the they're the best thing in the regular. They're just the best thing. Um, you know, everyone is on edge and tense. And if you lose the game, you hear about it for the year, and it's just miserable. And if you win the game, it's you know you own the deal, and and, um, and it's just it's awesome. It is every bit of uh, you know it, it might be um, the most fiercely competitive game of the NFL season, maybe the most personal game, and. And they're fun, and you remember them, and fans love them, and, and fans feel the same way. If, if we win, they'll, they'll gloat all year long, and if, if we lose, then they'll try and get me fired all year long. And that's actually the beauty of these games. It's what you live for as an athlete. What stands out about this Utah team to you? Well, uh, they, they have some, a really talented backcourt. Uh, you know, 
Timmy is playing at a really, really elite level, and this is, you know, this this Booth Gotch is, you know, he might be a, he could be a lottery pick. Uh, he's so talented and so long, and so those guys are certainly the, the kind of veteran uh, group. This this Riley Batten is making shots right now. He's really shooting the heck out of the ball at the four, and so he's been really good for them. And. And this Rylan Jones is a really talented point guard, really, really young, but super smart. I mean, he's got an IQ of a, of a you know, seventh-year grad senior, you know, two medicals and a, and a transfer year. So um, he's way, way, way smarter than his dad, no doubt about it. <laughs> and uh, so he's doing an unbelievable job leading this team. And, and, and they have some really talented bigs, I mean, really talented young bigs that are, you know, this – is Brandon Carlson is is going to be a big time, big time player. Like he's a he's a supreme talent. He's going to be a great player. Do you feel like these games have any impact on like things like it recruiting in state and things of that nature? Uh, I think they do. I mean, I think everything has an impact. I think it's all it's a thousand little cuts, right? So I think they do. Um, but it's you know this is way more personal than worrying about recruiting with these. I mean these are this is like this is going out in the backyard with your brother and, and slugging it out, and it's it's just the best. It's it's the best, and people in the state care about it, and players care about it, and coaches care about it, and and all of us walking into the game, you know, angry and hungry and terrified all at the same time. And you just like I said, you can't ask for anything better. It's you look forward to these every year. What's the balance between the excitement and the energy of a rivalry game and just? Treating it like another game, playing your ball. Uh, I'm not really a balanced guy. I don't. I don't believe in balance. I believe in all in all the time. So uh, this is, you know, we're not trying to hold back. I mean, we're not trying to water it down and say, hey, this is just like every other game. Every game is the biggest game we've ever played. You know, the game we played Saturday against Montana Tech was the biggest game of our season so far. And then this is going to be the biggest game. And this is going to be really personal, emotional, and ugly. And and uh, it's awesome. I mean, I. I wouldn't want to water down what makes college basketball great. We want to make it bigger, right? And so that's why I'll be putting out a bunch of tweets attacking each of the players and coaches individually at Utah over the next 24 hours. There you go, Mark Pope. He is all in all the time. That is his words about this rivalry game, and I think that's an awesome thing for BYU fans. This is not another game. This is not the Bronco Mendenhall. We treat our rivals as any other game. This is more than just a game for guys like Mark Pope. I know that that can be a distraction for players at points, but I think Mark Pope keeps it in the right framework in terms of, hey, this game, it means a lot to people beyond just this program, and we need to acknowledge that fact as we get ready to face off against the U and I think it'll be a fun game tomorrow night. If you don't have a chance to to go to the game, I'm sure there's tickets still available. The Huntsman Center is a fantastic venue to take in a basketball game. You'll be able to watch it on the Pac-12 networks at 6 o'clock. Ted Robinson and Mike Muleback will be on the call on the Pac-12 networks, so get ready for that. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have more of a preview tomorrow. Uh, heads up for you guys. I had a chance to speak one-on-one with Zach Selyus yesterday, and let's just put it this way. His comments about his mustache absolutely awesome so stay tuned for that on tomorrow's edition of locked on cougars all right we'll catch up on everything else going on in byu sports news here in just a moment before we do that though do need to take a minute and talk to you today about our title sponsor on the podcast you hear about us hear me talk about them all the time and that is deseret first credit union deseret first credit union shares a faith-based bond with all of its members they also celebrate the unique passions and goals of their individual members they're asking everybody right now what's your focus what is your why 
Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund your passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or cost you anything at all. And with rates still low, sitting in the threes currently, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With no cost refinance from DFCU, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing, guys. And here's the kicker. Potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. Yes, hundreds of dollars a month, potentially. Check it out. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, fifth home, or you've got just investment properties, they're ready to help you. Call them, 801-456-7070, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news before we go on today's edition of the podcast. Let's run down how former Cougars in the pros did this past weekend in the NFL. We'll start off in Cleveland with Sione Takitaki. The Cleveland Browns are 5-7 and seven on the year as they lost 20-13 to 13 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Sione Takitaki saw spot duty once again, but finished the game with three tackles in that loss. Jamal Williams playing in the Snow Bowl at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they beat the, the Giants 31-13. to 13. Speaking of the Packers. He had 10 carries for 41 yards, adding four receptions for 26 yards in that win. Jamal Williams, like I said, he's one of the more underrated backs in the NFL, if you ask me, and he's just getting it done. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs are off to an 8-4 start this season. He had four tackles and a pass breakup in the Chiefs' 40-9 win over the rival Oakland Raiders. They face off against Kyle Van Noy's New England Patriots this coming Sunday in an afternoon contest. It should be a fantastic game out there in Foxborough. Speaking of Van Noy, he had three tackles, a quarterback hit, a tackle for loss, as well as one sack in the Patriots' 28-22 loss to the Houston Texans on Sunday. I think Van Noy is going to be motivated to get his team back on track. I know Tom Brady was very fired up in the aftermath of that loss to the Texans, and we'll see how they do this coming weekend. Michael Davis uh, was suspended for two games for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. He served the first game of that suspension in their 23-20 loss to the Denver Broncos. Broncos. He's been a long-term starter for the Chargers since signing on as an undrafted free agent there with the team, and it's unfortunate he's having to serve the suspension. Hopefully it doesn't affect him in any major way going forward, but of course we'll have that covered for you as it comes up in the next couple of weeks as he comes off of that suspension. Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army knife that is Taysom Hill from the New Orleans Saints. He had two touchdowns and a blocked punt in New Orleans, 26-18 win over the Atlanta Falcons on Thanksgiving Day. He caught one of those touchdowns as well and it was just awesome to see him out there playing and uh, I know that uh, he had some a lot of people are interested in what he's going to do in his future I think he's in the perfect role honestly I really do feel like Taysom Hill is in the perfect role and Sean Payton had an interesting comment about Taysom Hill in the aftermath of that game here you go his love for the game I, I don't know that there's anyone that enjoys playing football more than him and that that's kind of rubs off kind of contagious on his teammates and so when guys like him make a play, you see the bench get excited. And, and that quality that, that a player has that endear, endears himself to other teammates, I think, is uh, very strong and important. 
and uh, he's one of those players. Guy loves football, and Sean Payton, I think, loves Taysom Hill and his versatility. I'm not convinced that Taysom Hill ever becomes a full-time starting quarterback in the NFL, but he can have quite the career for himself in the role he's situated in currently. And I can guarantee you this, his next contract, he's going to be paid a lot more than he's currently being paid just with his versatility. A couple other guys to catch you up on. Harvey Long, he had one tackle in the Jets' 22-6 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. They face off against the Miami Dolphins this coming Sunday and Fred Warner he led the Niners the 49ers with 11 total tackles eight of them solo in a 20 to 17 loss to the Baltimore Ravens he added two pass breakups in that loss uh, he and uh, Tyson Hill will be facing off this coming Sunday as the New Orleans Saints host the 49ers in a pretty highly powered matchup there 11 a.m. on Fox so stay tuned for that one final note for you is Ziggy Ansah last night in a 37 to 30 win over the Minnesota Vikings he had one solo tackle, one pass breakup, and three quarterback hits. So Ziggy coming along nicely as the season comes down to the final month and gets ready for the upcoming playoffs. It looks like the Seattle Seahawks are going to be in. They took over first place in the NFC West. You're going to see them and the Niners in the playoffs. So Fred Warner and Ziggy Ansah should be in the postseason along with Taysom Hill as they have already clinched the NFC South speaking of the New Orleans Saints. So should be a fun run in the final month of the season for former Cougars and the pros and we'll have it all covered for you here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us. It's been a blast to be with you guys each and every day covering BYU sports here on Locked On Cougars. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as DoorDash. As we mentioned, if you missed any of those offers, go to Locked On Sports com slash offers to learn more about all of the offers that the Locked On Podcast Network has for our listeners. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Zach Selyus previewing BYU and Utah in football. A lot to get to as well as it always is when it comes to BYU sports each and every day. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 3rd, 2019.